This CityWire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies. From healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution, Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. As with any investment, capital is at risk. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Wealth Show. I'm Dylan Lobo, the editor of CityWire Wealth Manager. And I recently had the privilege to sit down with top Aberdeen UK small cap fund manager, Harry Nimmo, who is retiring at the end of the year. Harry has seen an awful lot in a career that has spanned nearly four decades, and his process really has stood the test of time. In this extract from our interview, the full version of which appeared in the latest edition of our digital magazine, Nimmo discusses how regulation and technology really have shaken things up during his career. The rise of ETFs bothers him though, and he's also particularly disturbed by the clout short sellers now have, which he says robs companies of the ability to turn things around and ultimately makes the bear market a lot worse. Going back to when you joined the industry, Harry, it was the same, around about the same time, the Apple Mac went on sale. <laughs> so very different world. Well, it was all, all paper-based. There wasn't a, wasn't a computer in the house. And uh, Topic was uh, the name of the, uh, the sort of information service that provided prices. And that was, there was one machine for the whole room. And that looked, like, looked a bit like a television. It was just out of the arc. Um, and then you got a few of these Quotron, Quote Machines, Data Stream, and then, then Bloomberg. I suppose Bloomberg was... Uh, pretty revolutionary in terms of the, the depth of information. I think an, another factor um, was um, regulation is, is far more intense now than it was back then. I think a, a lot of that is a good thing. Um, there's accountability, there's proper uh, record keeping, um, and um, there's fewer mistakes. The, the scope for, for dealing errors, for instance, is is far, far lower than, than ever Can you was. give an example of a dealing error that, that might have happened? Uh, you know? Thankfully, uh, so <laughs> no. far, uh, I, I've avoided um, dealing errors, but you know, you could buy something instead of selling it, or um, you'd uh, get a, a zero in the wrong place. Uh, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of scope for, there was a lot of scope for errors. Um, whereas with modern sort of Charles River, for instance, uh, dealing systems, it's far, far more difficult to uh, make mistakes like that. You mentioned regulation, it's, you see it as a positive thing. When I was uh, a young, it, it was too, uh, it was too much leeway for uh, fund managers to do as they please, and it, it had to tighten up. There had to be more professionalism and accountability. Now, I, I, th I think we're at that point, perhaps today, when it, it may be going a little bit too far and it's, um, it's, it's becoming a little bit stultifying, but you know, it had to happen. Uh, investors have to be protected properly. It's, it's their money, it's important. Um, uh, they need to be look, looked after and we need to keep proper records. And, and I think that's a lot of the, the, what was behind this. And how challenging has it been for you personally to evolve? You, you, you started fund management pre-internet and it's changed and you've had to adapt and you've had to move with the times. Has that at times been really challenging for you? Well, I, I, it has. It's quite daunting at times and um, as one gets older it becomes even more of a struggle but 
thing is, you've got uh, people around about you. You've got to, well, before um, working for home was such a big thing, you just sort of raise your hand and some IT person would come along and, and sort you out. You always had a younger colleagues who could help out with uh, technical uh, and technological issues. Um, so I've just about stayed uh, in line with the, the game on that. Uh, I'm not a, a specialist in, in IT, quite, quite the reverse, but I, I've managed to uh, cope just about. My colleagues might disagree with me. The way you access information and you, the way you digest research and company meetings, whatever, has changed. So has it been harder for you to keep your edge over the years? And and generate that alpha? There is so much information out there. You have to know, uh, you're not gonna make a better decision knowing more about a company uh, or um, a market or, or whatever. You, you have to know the right things, the right things that are, are, are gonna make money. And I, I think this come, brings us back to having a you know, strong investment process that that doesn't change uh, over time. And you have to, uh, to understand that, it has to be rational, it has to, particularly in smaller companies, cut down the legwork. And so you can only, you only need to research companies that are actually gonna be useful and, and part of your, your, your fund, ultimately. Um, so you don't want to be uh, running around like a headless chicken. The, rise, the remorseless rise of passive funds has been very hard for, for active managers. I mean, that's no, that's no doubt. And uh, the issue of, you know, how many active managers are outperforming out at any one time is, is, is always an issue. But at the end of the day, the, the passive funds don't add anything really to the allocation of capital. They, they don't, as a rule, get involved in placings, new issues. Um, rights issues, anything like that. So they, they are indifferent to where they invest as long as it replicates an index. And part of stock markets and capitalism is, is about allocation of capital, rightly and wrongly. And, uh, you know, passive funds become 90, 100% of what we invest in, uh, the system will start to, hmm. to fail. But they're cheaper. But what you're saying, this is ultimately they are is irresponsible capitalism, is what you're I saying. I think there is an element of that, um, definitely, and uh, this is not the same. But I, I always struggle with short selling and stock lending. Um, how is this? How can you, how can you sell something you don't own? I always think, how can you justify that? That doesn't seem right to me. And I, I have seen quite a lot of occasions of, uh, you know, short sellers will take advantage of bear markets, for instance, to really hammer companies. And they, companies that are in difficulties, quite often short sellers um, rob companies of the ability to turn themselves around. They take away time. They, uh, they make um, bear markets even more painful than they might otherwise be. And sometimes, let's say, if a, uh, if a struggling company is, is trying to sort out some, some financing, it might, if the short sellers have surrounded it like, like vultures, it, 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 it will pull the rug from underneath that. And, and the jobs, jobs are lost as a result. When was the best time 
in your career to be a fund manager? There was a period, I suppose, um, the dot-com bubble. Well, just to go back even further than that, the 1990s were a very difficult decade for smaller companies. We saw a lot of um, UK-based manufacturers that drifted down into the small cap index from mid and, and large, and actually they went, went even it got even worse than that. A lot of these businesses then were sort of facing a great deal of competition from overseas low-cost manufacturers in the Far East and India and uh, cheaper uh, to labor countries. Uh, but in the 2000, the, the, the dot-com bubble came along and that, that is really, the internet has been, been seminal and it really accelerated the, the business change that occurred. Um, and the markets got totally steamed up about that and it was uh, all a bit of a bubble in, in, in 1999, 2000. But, you know, there was truth in it. And it did mean that um, come 2005, four, five, six, seven, eight, um, the internet had come of age and it was changing whole industries. And, and quite often, older, larger established businesses were really under, bricks and mortar businesses were under the cosh as these new uh, online orientated businesses came in. And you know, there's a whole raft of examples, right, right move. Uh, Hargreaves Lansdowne, Paddy Power, um, Abcam, ASOS, um, you know, retailing. Also in the airline industry, Jet2 and the sort of online booking. A whole series of industries changed forever and came in and, and listed at smaller companies and delivered uh, outstanding returns mm. for, for several years. Did you, did you completely turn over your fund? around that period to cater for all these new new businesses and industries that were emerging? Um, that's, you, you never want to do that. No. You never want to be put all your eggs in one basket, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I guess how did you adapt is my question. But it, it did seem that there was a time when the top four or five stocks were all names that uh, I've just mentioned. And um, um, they were just taking business from existing uh, old-style competitors very rapidly and, and really catching the, uh, you know, beating expectations on a, on a consistent basis. Now, I think we're, we're probably through that particular theme, but there are other, other themes coming, coming up the whole time and some themes that have always been there, like, you know, we're keen on founder-run businesses. It's, these individuals bring something very special start from scratch and build businesses into multi-million pound profit generators. And what about the worst time um, in your career? Well, the time where you were thinking, well, I'm going to have to tell Mrs Nemo, I can't do this anymore, and look for something a bit more, more relaxed and chilled. There, there are obviously moments like that, and yes. you, you, you do lose sleep. You can't, uh, I, I find it quite difficult to sort of um, pull myself away from it, detach myself from that. And that does annoy Mrs. Nimmo quite a lot. Um, she thinks I'm a bit sort of on uh, one track. You can't turn off. But um, certainly in these crises, and, and the banking crisis was the, was the big one. I, I don't think the dot... Actually, in, I, I think in 2000, 2001, there was some... Uh, some fraught periods where you saw markets 
you know, losing four or five percent in one day, not ten percent, seven or eight percent. Um, you know, that real value sort of draining away. These are these are times when you think, oh, oh dear, is this uh, is is there a future here? This CityWire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies. From healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution, Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. As with any investment, capital is at risk.